happy october 30th everyone oh my goodness so just two more days today and tomorrow and this study will um be complete and we're going to read the um 30th chapter okay in proverbs today and so let's go ahead and start it in prayer dear lord thank you i just want to say thank you we just want to say thank you for everything that you've done for us for every way that you've helped us and you've guided us along the way that you've revealed so much to us however it is that you've revealed it to us whether it be through other people or radio or hearing something or seeing something on social media coming across someone on television a um, evangelist on television um, our church through our pastor or maybe members of the church that we fellowship with um, dear father God just help us to get closer and closer to understand what it really means to be a part of the body of Christ in the spirit we just want to continue to follow your way for our lives and we know that when we do that we shall be blessed we thank you we love you so so very much to father God um, and we say this prayer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. Okay, so we're going to read chapter 30. Let me see how long it is first. Okay, it's one of the longer chapters, but it shouldn't be too bad. I'll try to get us through it um, fairly quickly. Okay, starting at verse 1, it says, The words, oh, the subtitle of chapter 30 is The Wisdom of Agur. So I'm going to look down and um, read the study notes for you all really quickly. And um, what it says is an entirely new section of the book of Proverbs begins with the words of Agur. Like Lamel, which we'll, we'll read about in um, chapter 31, Agur was a non-Hebrew contributor to the book of Proverbs. He, became, he came to faith in the God of Israel in a foreign land. We know nothing about his father, Jacke, but the word translated, his utterance, may be a place name. Oh gosh, I can't even pronounce this. Ithiel and Yukol were probably Agur's pupils. Since the back-to-back repetition of the name Ithiel is unusual, some construe the Hebrew letters differently and translate the text. I have wearied myself. Oh God, I have wearied myself. Oh God, I am consumed. This would fit the context of the following verses. Okay, so I'm just give a little context to who Agur is, because I know before we've talked about the wisdom of Solomon. Okay, King Solomon was the son of David, King David. Okay, but this new character, we're like, who is this? Who's this little guy here? Um, and then we will talk about King Lamel, starting in verse. 31 before we talking about being a virtuous wife all right which most people know as the proverbs 31 woman all right so without further ado here we go the words of agur the son of jacke his utterance this man declared to ithiel to ithiel and yukal surely i am more stupid than any man and do not have the understanding of a man i neither learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the holy one who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? 
if you know. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and still, and profane the name of my God. Do not malign a servant to his master, lest he curse you, and you be found guilty. There is a generation that curses its father, and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. There is a generation... Oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are like swords, and whose fangs are like knives, to devour the poor from off the earth, and the needy from among men. The leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three things that never, that are never satisfied. Four never say, enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and the fire never says, enough. The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out and the young eagles will eat it. <laughs> there are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four, which I do not understand. The way of the eagle in the air, the way of the serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, in the way of a man with a virgin. This is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness. For three things the earth is perturbed. Yes, for four it cannot bear up. For a servant when he reigns, a fool when he is filled with food, a hateful woman when she is married, and a maid servant who succeeds her mistress. There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in summer. The rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. There are three things which are majestic in pace. Yes, four which are steady in walk. A lion, which is mighty among beasts, and does not turn away from any, a greyhound, and a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. For as the churning of milk produces butter, and wringing the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. This means strife. Strife. <laughs> you all, this is the word of the Lord. Okay, so if you notice a lot of times he said, yes, there are three things that are this, and then he would say, yes, there are four. Um, what he means is that um, whenever, because God actually did this in chapter six, when he talked about the, his abominations, the things that are abominations to him, he said, there are six things that are abomination to me. He said, yes, seven, I hate with great hatred. Um, when they say something in a, a number, and then they say yes, and they increase the number, to the next number up so three to four in this case and they did it about maybe four or five times throughout this chapter 
It's just being very significant saying, oh, there's three things I hate, but really there's four that are, you know, really bad or four really bad things or really good things about this trait. And here, listen up because they do that because they want people to listen. It's like, wait, didn't you just say three? But um, he's actually listing four items. So that's just a, a form of poetry that was used back in the biblical days where they would say two and really mean three because they really want people to pay attention um it was an attention grabber kind of like um the climax of a story or something like that so it was just a form of poetry that they partook in during um the time that the bible was written okay so um You know, it says that there are three things that are never satisfied, four never say enough, the grave, the barren womb, the earth that's not satisfied with water, and the fire, all right, never says enough. So if you really put that into analogy, you think, okay, the grave, like there's people that are always going to die, you're always, you're guaranteed to die. Okay, the barren womb, so those women that can't give birth, they haven't given birth, they want to give birth, they want to have children, um they are always going to want to have children because once they find out that they can't, you know, people say we always want what we can't have or want what we don't have. So then there's that. So the barren womb and says the earth that is not satisfied with water, just like we thirst trees and plants thirst and we die if we don't get, you know, um, nourished with fluids, same thing with plants. So the earth is the same way. Okay. Um, when we, don't have give the earth water it's going to starve right so me. and then there's the fire fire just consumes stuff so it's always going to want to consume whatever is in its path okay so these are the things that are like they are never satisfied they always want and want more and want more and want more and want more because they're just it's just never satisfied you know again we always want what we don't have so my message for that is to try not to be that way try not to always strive for what you don't have especially if it's something that you know you really don't need to survive or for your family to survive and live well so be mindful of that okay um and then it says there are four things which are little on earth but they are exceedingly wise and in verse 25 um this chapter mentions the ants and the ants were mentioned in a previous chapter when it was talking about the sluggard or the lazy slothful person to examine the ants and how they they work hard during their hot months their warm months so that when it comes time for the cold months they have a harvest they have something to reach back and eat from so that they will be able to continue in living and he was saying we need to just watch the life of the ant um the this lazy person in order to really understand how it should be done and I want to say that was chapter three. Let me just double check. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not seeing it right off the top. All right. Um, but yeah, so make sure that you're working hard. I told you before, one thing that Laura has put on my heart um, a while ago, around the springtime this year, was hard work and simplicity those are two things that are like big for him hard work and simplicity keep it simple 
but work hard. And he honors those two things. So right now we're living in a society where we're being taught that working hard is not where it's at. That is honor. Working hard is honor, period. So if we think that we're going to get into some get rich quick scheme and all we our focus is on is money and not actually building up something and asking the Lord for assistance and help in building that something, then um, we are just living in vain. We really are. We're just living to make a dollar and that's living in vain because especially if you um, are just trying to make quick money and you're not trying to really work hard. Um, now, I can understand why you might not want a boss because one thing I do know for sure is that the hardest thing to do with in life is other people, period. And that's just the truth of the matter. But we have to be careful and um, think about that. Everyone in the world is not a bad person. There are lots of good people in the world. Are they hit or miss? Yes. You might have a wonderful boss. You might have a horrible boss. And if you have a horrible one, I can understand why you might not want to be in the workplace anymore or you don't want to have a boss or whatever. But that's one thing. But build something. Build an empire. If you're trying to do something just to get rich quick, that's a whole nother thing. All right. So just always know and understand um, because the Lord has definitely placed it on my heart that he honors hard work and simplicity. Keep it simple and work hard. It's such a simple concept. So um, this is all I'm going to talk about today because... Lamille's words of wisdom, (laughs) they were a little different. I mean, I couldn't quite catch the flow of this chapter, like in reading it even. It was a little chopped up, so I apologize for that. But it's because it was throwing me off, like, what is he talking about? (laughs) I mean, you can read it. See, this is why study notes are great for, like, chapters like this. Like, reading Solomon, I could understand what Solomon's talking about. But this guy, Agur, or Agur, Agur, he's a little different. And it will require more in-depth studying for me to really um, get his, some of his analogies and where he was really going because he had so many of them. He didn't really drive anything home for me personally. Um, I would have rather that he honed in on like a couple of these um, interesting poetry, I guess, sections where it says just three things are this, oh, but yes, four If he did maybe like two of them, as opposed to what it seemed like to be eight, then I felt like he could drive a point home. But he was just kind of, I guess, doing a a mini recap of Proverbs about, you know, saying what should be and shouldn't be. So it's almost like we're learning from someone who studied Proverbs on his own. And he was kind of regurgitating the stuff that he basically got from it himself. So we're pretty much reading his diary perception or or revelation on the book of proverbs so it was interesting but i can't say it was my favorite chapter because it wasn't (laughs) all right well i love you guys i hope you stay blessed please take the time to read chapter 30 on your own you could be pulling something out of it more than what i did or maybe if you want to read another translation like i said i read a new king james versions uh or translation so maybe if you want to read it another translation um that's a little bit more uh, layman's terms and in some aspects then or even the message even that would be interesting to read that in the message um or amplify bible even and just see if you can gather more out of it than what i shared today um i just want to say thank you guys so much for listening we're almost there at the home stretch for real for real And I want you guys to stay blessed and have a blessed day. All right, bye.